It is finally time to talk about AI, 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 generative AI, generative AI, generative AI, AI as AI, 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 it uses AI. In case you didn't figure out what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk today about AI. I am so excited about this technology, yet I'm hearing this term almost a hundred times during the day. I was so curious to know if this term has become the most used one for 2023 so far, and I was not surprised to find out that the Global Language Monitor names artificial intelligence or AI the top word or phrase of the year 2023 so far. And the most used term of 2023 has made it to the world of product management. Imagine this. As a product manager, you are creating a user flow image for a loyalty program. You can create a marketing page, sign-up page, subscription plans page, load money on cards page, etc. Now, instead of manually breaking all of these flows in tasks, right user stories, acceptance criteria and everything in between, you can actually upload the user flow pages to Product Monkey. And within seconds, Product Monkey will generate tasks with the user stories and acceptance criteria. Yes, the future is now. And today we're going to talk about how Product Monkey is utilizing generative AI into the world of product management. So who do we have today to talk about Product Monkey? Let's find out. I'm Bijan, founder of PM Exercises and Product Monkey AI. That's right. No one can tell us more about Product Monkey AI rather than the founder himself. Bijan is also the founder of PM Exercises, a platform that helps you prepare for product manager interviews, having tons of great material provided by PM experts and also having 100,000 members. Our focus today is Product Monkey AI, his newest initiative, but I was curious to know, how does one bring together 100,000 members? So after I got my first product manager job at a bank, Royal Bank of Canada, I realized that large organizations are too slow. They're not shipping very quickly. So I wanted to go and join a tech startup and work for a tech company so I can ship products quickly. And as I started applying for companies and like kind of attending events and getting interviews, I realized that I was really struggling with preparing for the job interviews. So one day, instead of preparing for an upcoming interview that I had the next day, I decided that I'm going to try to solve that problem or at least take a stab at solving that problem by creating a WordPress blog that posts one interview question and my own answer to that question and sharing a link to that blog post with the subreddit community I think the community is called like product management or uh, prod MGMT. I shared it with that community. I go to bed. I wake up in the morning. I see 12 people saying, Bijan, this is exactly what we need. <laughs> we need a place where we post questions and answers and we discuss them. And from there on, we kind of started just like chasing the needs of the PM community in their product manager interview journey. And we kept building additional features. Like now we have over 2000 interview questions we have an interview prep course. We have a way for people to practice interviewing with each other. We have a way for people to do group practices so they can see that there's not only a one way to address a problem. There are different ways of solving a problem. Uh, we have office hours. So it kind of evolved into like much bigger platform uh, with alumni in every single top tech company that you can imagine. So why did Bijan build an AI tool for product managers? It's the most exciting time that a product manager could be in in their career. And that's because 
for the first time, we're given these tools that cannot can make us 10 times or 100 times more productive. And I want to embrace that. I want us to build tools that make us a lot more productive because we're going to be creating a lot more tools. We're going to be creating a lot more products that are going to increase productivity per capita. That's going to increase GDP per capita and result in better quality of life, not only for product managers because they're able to create more value and get paid higher salaries, but also improve the quality of people that are going to be consumers of these products. Artificial intelligence, without a doubt, is solving hundreds, if not tens of thousands of problems. But what problem could artificial intelligence solve for product managers? So one of the biggest problems that um, we as product managers deal with is this lack of clarity on what needs to be built and what should not be built. And in many cases, it's not super clear. For example, what sort of performance is acceptable? Right? How many users can visit the site at a point in time without the whole thing crashing? So there's all these like, kind of ambiguity that exists that results in actually a lot of back and forth between product and engine, product design, creates a lot of inefficiency and all these issues. Sometimes companies going out of business because they can't ship uh, before running out of cash. And I'm trying to uh, directly attack that problem by using artificial intelligence to consume as much context as it could about the particular problem that the product manager is trying to solve using their graphical interface, UI, or anything else. Could be through images, it could be through audio describing what the user journey should be, it could be through just like text, and then producing detailed requirements and engineering task tickets for the product and engineering team. This is a kind of a task that was typically done manually by engineer, by product managers. It would take about 15 to 30 hours per month of mm. the time of a product manager. But because it's very manual, very boring, usually results in a lot of people kind of not doing it or outsourcing it to the most junior person in the team who doesn't know all the interdependencies between different platforms and modules and results in all this delay in product development. So here, what we're trying to do is to create an AI agent, per se, that enables product, product managers to be a lot more productive and impactful by helping them clarify what needs to be built and what should not be built, and what are the acceptance criteria uh, for this project that's being developed. Interesting. And I also have the chance to 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 go through this product monkey AI tool because the best thing about this is it's free right now and you can actually go and use it right away. And for listeners right now who are driving, walking, and not in front of a computer, let's help them visualize what does exactly this tool do. So can you walk us step by step? What can one do to gain the productivity efficiency from this tool? Absolutely. So you as a product manager are going to receive the designs that represent the user flow of whatever product that you're trying to build. It's like kind of the, the user interface or the user experience. All you have to do is upload the images that represent this user experience. It could be JPEG, or it could be just a link to a Figma file that your product designer is using to save the files. You select the images that you're going to be creating tickets for, and you press the create new tickets, this will give our AI engine the prompt that says generate tickets for these uploaded files. We'll look at all the images that you've uploaded, we'll analyze them, we'll try to understand 
what you're trying to do, um, what's important, what's not important. There's a lot of complex um, set of AI modules that are being used. And then the output of that is a detailed set of tickets that say, here's the user story, here's a description of the story, and these are the acceptance criteria for these set of images that you've uploaded. And all you do now is to just like copy paste them into any project management tool that you're using, whether it's Jira, Linear, or anything else. That's true. That's really interesting. And I, I have to say, I have to admit, I, I even tried it myself. I'm doing an internship right now. So I tried it myself and I was I was amazed, actually. I was really impressed uh, on the acceptance criteria that it gave me on an actual story that I was working on. I, I would say it, it, was, uh, it had a lot of accuracy. So I kind of felt like, wow, this is going to give me a lot of power right now. But let's let's go on the on the other aspect of it is it does it feel like cheating i was like wait am i cheating the system is this legit so like what are what are your comments in regards to that it makes us more productive but is it taking away uh, a part of the responsibilities of product managers that maybe it should not what is your opinion about that because to me it was like wow it's really going to make me productive but how does it look like in in real life <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, as they say, right, um, good artists copy, great artists uh, uh. steal, right? So first of all, I think that uh, it's not cheating. It's like basically using um, technology um, at your hand to become more productive. In fact, the AI does a better job than a human being to think about all the different edge cases that um, your user might come across. And this is actually one of those very interesting features that we're going to be rolling out soon. How many times have we as product managers come across a situation where um, a user complaint made us realize that we hadn't thought about this edge case where the user clicks on this and that, and they end up in this like weird situation that breaks the whole thing. Well, now AI can actually tell us ahead of time. Hmm. Think about all these different edge cases. And they're, think of it as you have a very smart, high IQ individual working for you at your fingertips 24 seven. Don't you want to leverage that? Mm. I think we do because that allows us to become more productive and basically add more value to our employer, which results in us making also more money. Exactly. I mean, I would take it for sure. Uh, so, and I also, um, I was also careful uh, in listening what was the word when you say productive? The productive is the word. Uh, but many, so many, many people are afraid that they will lose their job due to AI. So far, product managers have been safe. Like there was no indication at all that, hey, we're gonna get replaced. We're good. But then there are some such AI tools that help us be more productive. But how afraid should product managers be of being replaced by this? And does Product Monkey serve more as a productivity and as a collaborator with the product manager, or does it aim to fully replace some functions in the near future? And maybe not just product monkey, but AI in general. What's your opinion uh, so about two, that? So two, two really good questions. One is, um, you know, will it replace us? And then two, um, how does it work in the context of um, the, the kind of a, the whole product development process and like how that really evolves? So let's talk about the first one. Um, will it replace our job? I would say that in fact, AI is going to enable the product management market to grow by a larger number than we can imagine. Mm. My opinion, it's probably going to be a hundred times more. Everybody has a product manager um, 
part to them. And the only reason they don't build, what, what do product managers do? They build products. The reason they don't build products today is because the barriers to entry is really high. But now imagine if you lived in a world where you could dream of a product for a particular pain point that you could imagine, and you could work with this group of product designers and engineers that can execute at the speed of light, you just tell them what you want and they'll build it for you. Wouldn't you build a lot of your own tools? Right? That's true. Wouldn't Absolutely. you say, this thing that I'm using, I want to maybe customize it in this way that makes more sense to me. So I think product managers are actually going to be much bigger. Their market for product management is going to be 100 times bigger, maybe even more. Now, what will that mean um, for um, the, the professional job of product management and how is that going to work? Well, I think that there's going to be two aspects to it. There's going to be the kind of the hobbyist product managers that are going to exist that are going to be so many more, so much bigger um, in terms of population that we have now. But then there's also the kind of the professional product managers, right? I think for professional product managers, we're going to become more and more involved in the whole end-to-end -end product development cycle. So I'll give you an example. One of the one of the frameworks that we're actually currently um, adopting at Product Monkey AI is called MetaGPT. What mm. is MetaGPT? MetaGPT actually allows you to have an AI agent for every every part of the product development journey. You can have an AI agent that helps you do some of the PM jobs. It helps you do some of the engineering jobs. It helps you do some of the QA jobs, helps you do some of the product design jobs. But guess what? Who's the boss of all these? You, the person, the product manager who's mm. deploying these agents to work with you. So all of a sudden, you will have your eyes and ears on the engineering side. You will have your eyes and ears on the QA side because your QA AI agent can actually provide a detailed set of um, testing scenarios to the QA person. In fact, given that you're the one who came up with the PRD, the product requirements doc and engineering task tickets, your QA agent can use them to run the testing scenarios on the, the code that has been developed and then provide a summary of it to the QA person mm. and tell the QA person whether or not things are going the right path. So now you might ask, well, wouldn't it make sense for the QA person to actually do all this themselves instead of you? Yes, but remember, who is the ultimate boss in the world of a product is usually the product manager. And the reason today a lot of these things are outsourced to all these different smaller groups is because product managers do not have the time to get their hands dirty with all these different areas or aspects of product development. But now you can have AI agents that will be an extension of you, that will really deeply understand what you want, and they will collaborate closely with these different disciplines um, that are going, that are helping develop the product that uh, you've envisioned. Mm, that's very interesting. So, to summarize, we're not getting replaced by AI product managers. <laughs> we're we're just getting started. I we're think for <laughs> for the first time in history, we're given the tools that we needed to be as effective as we could be. We're just becoming smarter. Let's just say that. And let's just leave it as much it is smarter because... and much more influential <laughs> because now mm. um it's we're not limited by the hours. You right. you will never find a product manager that has a lot of free time. 
because there's so much to do. There's so much you can do to improve the quality of the product. And the only thing that's limiting you is time. And now AI is enabling you all of a sudden to be a lot more productive. And as a result of that, produce much better products. Honestly, uh, as I said, I'll definitely take it because I, as a business guy, I would really much more prefer into focusing on bigger picture, like what are we going to do next? What are the enhancements? Rather than, hey, this is the acceptance criteria. Oh, this is like, that's for me, it's really going to change the game. And personally, I don't see the, the threat of being replaced because I am the guy who likes to go on the business side aspect of it. So this is really cool. And when we're talking about Product Monkey, I want to know that this is not just a concept, right? This is not something that we're just talking on the air. On the website, I can see it is trusted by 1,000 plus product managers who created 10,000 plus tickets and PRDs for companies. And we have a list of companies here. So it's really being used already at the very beginning, at the start of a product monkey AI. So it's really a tool that is useful right now and it's it's usable. One thing that I want to ask though, I see a lot of companies here and I was thinking myself before I was putting the actual stories of my work right now on, on the use, which it was accurate, as I said, the data privacy. So in AI, especially with ChatGPT, uh, in, in the company that I work, but other companies don't allow it because the data privacy is the biggest concern right now. What can you tell us more about the usage of Product Monkey AI and the data privacy on the actual stories that we put in there uh, so that we know that it is trusted and my company's data will not be leaked to someone? It's the number one concern of people that come to Product Monkey AI and many other platforms, I'm sure, that are AI first. We don't take your information and use it to do anything that you do not want us to do. We use it to make sense of it and produce the tickets and the requirements that you want. And that's it. You can delete the images that you've uploaded if you like. You can delete your account if you want. Uh, we don't do anything with it. I think it's going to take us a while to kind of get more and more comfortable with the idea that a lot of these AI service providers, especially the infrastructure providers, are no different than cloud providers. So today, we don't think so much about, oh, I'm worried about privacy because I'm saving my data in AWS. And AWS are not, is not going to use your data for um, looking at your data and like selling your information to your competitor, but they might look at your data at a very high level to better understand, mm. okay, this type of file takes longer, for example, for the page to load or... Um, the average user has an average file size of such and such, and therefore we should design for it. So those kinds of things I think won't go away, which is like kind of thinking from a demographic perspective, who's using the product, what problem we need to solve for them. Um, but we're not actually taking that information and selling it to competitors. That's not a sustainable business model. And based on my knowledge, companies are not doing that. I think there's some companies that are afraid oh, what if your AI learns what we got and then goes and shares it with another company? Well, if your product is um, doing something that is really valuable, there's probably an article about it somewhere in the internet. Mm -hmm. And an AI tool will be, if it's properly trained, like GBT, has already scraped the whole internet, has already got all that information. And if somebody asks, 
ChatGPT a question that's relevant to the problem you're solving, they're going to get that answer. So to be honest, I don't totally buy exactly like how um, we could do this. Um, there could be cases like maybe in the like a healthcare industry when you're dealing with data, uh, for example, you would say, okay, one company has um, all this proprietary data about um, the impact of you know these types of chemicals uh, on the human body for these conditions. Mm-hmm. And if you train a model, right, then some their competitor um, is able to interact with that model. Um, yes, in that particular case, technically, the competitor can actually take advantage um, of those information because they can actually give very specific prompts um, that extracts that information. Uh, but in our case, that's not really how it works because you're providing images. Uh, we look at your images and then we give you um, tickets with very set of standard rules that are common across the industry in the context of like, what is a good acceptance criteria? What's a good user story, testing scenario, edge cases, and all those things. So yeah, in summary, really context is very different. I think in our case, it doesn't really apply. Mm-hmm. Maybe in healthcare, it applies. And in those cases, you're usually going to have kind of a privately trained AI model. Internal models, yeah. specific to the needs of like the particular company. Makes sense. This is just the beginning of Product Monkey. And of course, I can also sense that because this is just the beginning of AI in general with a new ChatGPT area and everything like that. So looking ahead, how do you envision the evolution of Product Monkey? What are existing updates or features in the pipeline that you you can tease with us today? So many interesting features. Let me kind of give you a couple of them that I'm very excited about. And I think it really speaks to how um, when we think about an AI-first platform, um, like the mindset really shifts, it's going to be pretty easy for us to enable um, local language support in tickets Mm -hmm. that are being generated. In fact, all we have to do is add another layer of AI that translates the tickets that are created and then translate it to a particular language for the user. This is something that you could say, okay, in the past, you could use like Chrome, Google Chrome Translate, but the quality wasn't really good. Here you're using AI to actually translate a particular engineering task ticket or a PRD for a particular language. And this is basically going to democratize product development because now no matter what part of the world you're in, you're able to get access to quality requirements and quality engineering task tickets. So this is kind of like one of those examples. Um, Another thing that we're doing is um, to make it easier for people to uh, modify and kind of play around uh, with the tickets that are being created. So um, it's going to be a journey, of course. It's going to be a marathon rather than a sprint, but we're going to make it right. easier for people to massage it like quickly, like change um, an acceptance criteria, regenerate it if they want, uh, create it into a separate ticket uh, in a slightly different way. Um, and um, over time, I think it's going to be the, the, the sweet spot is going to be somewhere between AI, logic, and graphical interface, the combination of these three, um, some things make sense for them to just be like through natural language, but some things they're going to continue making sense to be more like kind of through graphical interface. And we're going to embrace that and kind of like leverage all these different tools in our hand um, to create a good experience, longer term vision. You as a product manager should be able to kind of say, here's what I want to build. Give me a you know, a quick um, product, a quick, quick prototype of it. Um, these are the things that I want to change about it. Uh, make these changes. Give me the requirements. 
Now I want to pass this to the engineering team, add all the context that it needs, pass it to the engineering team, evaluate what the engineering team has done. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. I'm going to decide if we need to kind of, you know, go push back or like make changes or like kind of discuss things with them and maybe even help you push the product to the market and analyze. Like one of the things that we use, for example, right now is data analytics through AI. I'm mm. finding it to be very, very powerful. It's one of those things that we're not paying a lot of attention to product monkey AI at this moment, but we're doing it very manually and we can see the impact of it. Um, in the past, it was a lot of work for you to actually get a lot of metrics because you had to have your engineering uh, team members or data scientists to go in and like kind of create the charts or like make a SQL query to your database. But now you can actually pretty much give a prompt um, to your database and it'll generate a chart for you. So mm. all of a sudden you can kind of use that now into your product development process also to enhance your product on a more frequent basis. That's it. That's definitely insane. And what a time to to be alive, actually, especially for for us product management students, because we came in a it's a really weird area, Bijan, to say. So in my first semester, no one ChatGPT was not available in my first semester. So the learning was quite manual. The second semester, ChatGPT popped up like out of nowhere, at least for me. Yeah. I never knew that someone like that was being built one week. And it feels like the whole world changed within one week. So now if I look back to my idea of how I can be a skilled product manager from the first semester on the second one has changed. So it's really evolving. Product management is evolving. So from your experience at a broader level, um, because we talked briefly about the AI as well, product management and AI, what what do you think are the new skills that product managers should get to keep up with the evolving trend of product management and artificial intelligence? Because definitely if you would ask me five months ago, and if you ask me now, there are different things that are going on. So what do you think are the skills that students should focus right now to keep up with a, with this world of artificial intelligence while being product managers and being trained at school and certifications and everything else? Great question. So, I mean, first thing is, um, I think we should be aware that AI is a tool and it's not a destination. So um, the reason it's important for us to be aware of it is um, it all of a sudden tells us, like, keep your options open. Maybe there will be other ways of um, getting things done. Mm. And um, maybe right. chat GPT right or GPT is not the only way to do it. Um, so one of the practices that I've, I think, and it's a skill, to be honest, that I've developed over time, um, over the past few months, is every time I'm supposed to do something, I think about how can I leverage AI to do it? Mm. And it's actually, a, it's almost like a mental exercise that'll take some time for you to start kind of connecting the dots. Sometimes you have to go do research. You're like, this task has probably been done many times by others before. Let me see what I can come up with. And as you go through these pains of trying to figure out a way to use AI to do things for you, you actually start becoming better at detecting good tools that are able to do the job for you. And that itself is a skill. That's basically is the skill of getting things done very, very rapidly without having to rely on humans. So that's one of those things that I think is very important. Um, of course, 
you need to really be on top of AI and um, at PM exercises, for example, um, we we have also like a cohort and a community of AI product managers that get together and talk every week about what's happening in AI, looking at new technologies, looking at um, how um, new tools enable you to build new things or like just like enable you to be more productive. Um, so stay on top of that um, and uh, try building. Honestly, I think you should just like try building. Like I'll give you an example. Like I didn't know that ChatGPT or GPT in general um, has almost like the memory of a goldfish until <laughs> I started building on it. And okay. what do I mean by that? Um, in fact, GPT can only take um, certain number of words as input and produce certain number of words as output. It has a fixed cap. Hmm. And it's very important for you to be aware of it because all of a sudden, once you know that, you know that you cannot provide unlimited amount of context to it and then get better output. Right. So these are the kind of things that you will really understand by like building things. So my suggestion is try to kind of develop this skill of building AI first products, try to do it in a safe environment. And the barriers are pretty low now. Um, you don't even need to have a lot of like a huge engineering team. You can use a lot of these different AI tools to try to build something and ship them. Um, and over time, you'll kind of become more familiar with like what's the constraints, what are the promises and all those different things. Or what are the what are the kind of pros and cons of different tools out there, right? Like um, GPT is not the only option out there. There are many other options, but um, GPT happens to be the most talked about technology because of Exactly, the most talked, so the most common one. I am actually excited, scared a bit, but still excited. Whether we like it or not, we have entered a new area. Ever since November 2022, when OpenAI released the ChatGPT, our lives have never been the same. A McKinsey research estimated that AI could reach human intelligence by 2070. By then, I will be 73 years old. I can only imagine my grandkids laughing at me for not understanding the new AI functionalities, just like we laughed to our grandparents for not knowing how to use a phone. Imagine Furthermore, being a student, just like I am, and seeing how each skill that you're working on is being replaced by AI. What a time to be a student. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. To try Product Monkey, visit their website, productmonkey.ai. Thank you for listening to the Product League podcast. See you at the next episode. Keep the sky on your mind.